Welcome to the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, insight and training from leaders around our network. Here's your host, Ian Bird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast, where our goal is to introduce to you the leadership acumen that's hidden right within our own network. And today I'm in Sturgis, Michigan with Luke and Amanda Eicher from Grace Church. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Ian. Thank you, Ian. And it's so good to get through our introduction without having to stop and restart. That's true. It's true. We're off to a great start. For you listening, it did take us a while. But we are now here, and we're now ready to start a very serious conversation. Exactly. Absolutely. Especially if Amanda can put the church giggles behind her. Working on it right now. (laughs) Okay. You know, we really have had fun with you guys, though. It's great to be down here in Michigan. So I, I wanted to start off with maybe having you share with everybody just a bit of your journey um how you you know like luke you're a real son of the house you know you've grown up within grace church and sturgis and and both of you have served for many years in different ways maybe just share your journey about because now you're 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 co-leading the church right so maybe share your journey a little bit Sure. Um, What year is it? 2020. So the church started in 1985. I was six years old uh, when it started and my parents were there on day one when the church started. So I really have been kind of a lifer at Grace. I barely remember life outside of Grace. Um, Never in my wildest dreams did I think I would be pastoring the church growing up. Um, I had other ambitions and dreams. I went to college to be an engineer and actually worked in engineering for four years um, before coming on staff at the church. So it's been quite a journey and, uh, you know, I wouldn't be here without LifeLinks and people in LifeLinks speaking into my life, uh, leading and guiding me without Ross taking a risk on a young leader who is passionate about Jesus. And most certainly not without my wife, uh, who is really uh, has the same heart for the Lord as me. And so thankful for that. I may have paid him to say that. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, she paid me with my money. Oh, yeah, that's cool. right. Well, well, how did, let, let's go over to your story. So he was five when the church started, right? You're you here from day one. Mm-hmm. And then, but you came into the church later. So sure. how did that work for you? Yeah, I was 15 when I met Jesus and felt a real sense of calling from that age on. Went on my first mission trip at 17 and heard from the Lord. And at 18, I worked on the Blackfeet Indian Reservation. And I remember the moment when I was standing at Swift Dam and God called me into ministry full time. He said to me, you'll be doing this all your life. Um, And I knew in that moment that I would be serving the Lord in a ministry capacity. I met Luke at university. He was leading worship in the campus ministry that we were a part of. And the first day I saw him, I said, that's the man I want to marry. But I didn't tell him that for a while. I stayed away. I hid from him until the Lord allowed him, I think, to notice me. And and the rest is history. We've been partners in crime ever since. So what are some of the things that you've done together in the church? What's your progression been? I mean, where do you start? When we got married, uh, we moved back to the area. I took a a job in engineering. Amanda was working in the schools, doing leadership workshops, had her own business. And we, we said we weren't going to do anything for a year after we got married in terms of ministry. And I think after about four months, we got bored. We couldn't wait We any couldn't longer. stand it any longer. <laughs> and so we just thought, well, maybe we can help out with youth group. And so we just started helping out with youth group. 
wasn't long after that, they asked us to be the leaders of the youth ministry, and we did that for a long time. Started having babies, and then um, when we had our first child, they asked Luke to quit his job as an engineer and come on staff full-time as associate pastor. I remember that was a decision that it was easier for me than it was for Luke. I was quick to say, yes, let's do it, let's step out in faith, but Luke felt the weight of the decision and the financial change and what does this mean? He felt the responsibility, but God spoke to him on the roof of the building he was working in and said, you could climb the corporate ladder, but I have a different ladder for you to climb. That's cool. yeah. And that was when we made the decision to, to go full-time into ministry. Luke was on staff. I was home. We were having babies, lots of uh, yeah. them. But we were still a part of things together. Yeah, you <clears throat> sounds like you've always been a team and always been ministering together. Just a personal note. So in 2004, in the fall, that's the first time I ever came to Sturgis. I drove down here after visiting a relative in Toronto. And I remember... Um, seeing you, Luke, setting up the lights for <clears throat> for youth night. I remember both mm-hmm. of you kind of scurrying around, getting ready. I think it was on a Sunday night. Yep. And um, wh- where was that in the journey in 2004? How long had you been youth pastors at that time? Um, I, that was probably our second year, maybe as the youth leaders. Um, and it was about a year before I came on staff. So we had just kind of decided to... I don't even know what I was going to say next, but yeah, that's where that was in the journey. We or, said yes yeah. to God. That's yeah. what yeah, it was. Yeah, we said yes. And it, it was it was hard because we were having babies and it was a sacrifice. Sure. It wasn't easy. There were a lot of reasons why we could have said no, but we knew it was what God was calling us to. We knew that it was it was time to say yes and we pressed into that. Well, maybe let's maybe just explore that for a second because I think sometimes you know I mean we've all been there Val and I've been there with our family it's grown now we have grandkids but we remember all those days and it really is easy to check out when when you've got all that in fact Mm -hmm. many people would say well we understand that you've got that family so yeah I mean obviously you sense call what was it that just pushed you on and what could you share maybe to encourage that young family right now that might be listening that young mom and dad or you know maybe struggling with that Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for us, we knew we were called. Um, even before we were on staff or anything, we knew we were called. And so we just did it. We thought, we're not going to say no to things just because we're having kids or life gets a little more complicated. Um, but we found a way through it. We had parents come and babysit our kids while we were uh, leading youth group. They would come and they said, you're watching our kids, we'll watch yours. Um, we took our kids with us all over the place, all kinds of things, um, and eventually elders meetings and retreats and weekends. And we just said, we're going to do it as family. And we're, we're not going to let that be a reason to retreat. And so uh, we've always just included our kids in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you have to learn how to yes. not make your kids feel like they're, sure. I don't know, a burden sure. or we always made them feel like they were a part mm-hmm. we made it fun for them mm-hmm. we we brought things that they would enjoy to do we made it exciting um, I remember teaching my kids how to sleep in lots of different places mm-hmm. I knew the things that I needed to keep consistent and so I made those mobile so I could bring them with me I remember asking Dave and Linda Wells what did you do you had young kids and and they said we just took a pack and play everywhere we went and so I modeled that I did that mm-hmm. I took a sound machine with me so that it 
would sound like home wherever we went. Wow. And we just didn't it's let really it good. stop us from yeah. doing what the Lord we felt was calling us yeah. to do. And to be honest, it would have been easier to say no a lot of times, yeah. but we would have missed out on so much that for our kids and for us that we're richer now. And when we ask our kids, do you remember that? Do you remember doing it? And to them, they have such fond memories. Yes. They remember the late <clears throat> nights. They remember the time they got to play with the youth or traveling on the train with us and sleeping on the floor. They, yeah. they look back at it with fond memories, which yeah. is good. Yeah. And even as they got older and I was on staff at the church, you know, we brought scooters for them up to the church. And whenever they would come up, they would play tag and run through the church. And we just tried to make, make it special for them. And even now, when we travel sometimes, we involve them in that, and they pray for us, and they send us off, and they understand why we go places, mm -hmm. and you know, if it's a mission trip or a conference or something, they feel like they're a part of it. No, I think that that's really powerful, and I can see that. I mean, I've spent some time with you the last few days here at your house with your wonderful daughters, and, and yeah, they're fully invested. They, they love the Lord. Obviously, they have their personal relationship, but obviously, they're on mission with you, and I think what you said is so true. We, we try to do that too with our kids, um, you know, because there are meetings, there are things you have to do. And so um, we, we would take them with us like, like you suggested. Actually, for me, it goes all the way back to when I was five years old and my parents wow. got saved. And uh, they took me to, get this, four-hour meetings. I remember <laughs> it, it, they were in a fire hall, four-hour meetings. I remember lying under chairs and counting ceiling tiles and coloring and all that stuff. Yeah. Like There was no kids' ministry. Today, they'd call that child abuse. Yeah. But no, not, right. just kidding. But, but you know, but we, I, I grew up like that. Meeting. It's a long meeting. It's a long meeting. I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend that at home. But, but all I'm saying is that's how I was kind of raised to be yeah. part of that and then our kids and obviously your kids and I I think that you're right and I think the fact that they, they'll grow up to love the church and they'll also know that being part of a local church is sacrifice yeah mm -hmm. right it's not all about them it's not all about their needs it's also about you know I got to go to this meeting but I'm doing that to serve God and I'm honoring other people yeah and I think it's important to remember the tensions we can't we, we have to remind our kids that we value them and they're, they're a priority to us. But we also have to remind them that but Jesus is our priority also. Right. We're, we're about the kingdom and you're a part of that mm -hmm. with us. I like that. But we also, it, it, there's this tension that we have to walk as parents with kids in ministry where there are nights where we actually just need to choose our kids. And we need to make them feel that we're choosing that. And then there are nights where we need to choose to do this ministry event or whatever it is. But... Always for us, we found the best way to handle this is to just be in communication. Just talk to our kids about it. Give mm -hmm. them our hearts. Mm -hmm. I remember when the Lord clearly said to us, I want you to put the kingdom in your kids. And so we took that on as a priority that we talked to our kids about what God was doing and, and the things that we were sensing or feeling and let them just be on mission with us. Yeah, and just to kind of complete that thought, the importance... <clears throat> Being in ministry and having kids, uh, you just can't understate the importance of having a heart connection with Amen. your kids. That's and right. it's hard work. It takes a lot of intentionality. I was up early this morning and took Kenzie to the coffee shop um, because she needed it. And that's a, that's a priority that I value with my kids. And so they know they're going to have that personal time with dad. It's really good. They can talk about anything they want yeah. to. They know they have my full attention. Even though we have Ian and Val here and it's a busy weekend... Uh, she can still know that she's not going to be, you know, second class. It's really good, Luke. Yeah, it's obvious, like I said, it's obvious being here that you have that connection. 
with your kids and that they that they they feel loved and cared mm-hmm. for so I yeah good good thoughts I'm sure there's people listening that that are encouraged by that so now you co-lead together the church and um, we were there with you on Sunday and it was wonderful mm-hmm. to be at Thank Grace you. and yeah so, so dynamic such a wonderful church so there's some challenges to that though right I mean yeah. um, mm-hmm. you know Val and I are leading together as well and in ministry together and so you've got your personal life you've got your ministry life you got your personal ministry life together um, how do you deal with that what are some things that maybe you could you guys could share that you've learned that help you you know in that journey to make make that work sure um, I think for us we started leading together we started leading youth group together and then there was a season where it kind of things changed right we had young kids we had family Amanda was less able to be a part of things um, I was hired she was homeschooling I was working at the church and then probably about six years ago it was able to start coming back together again we put our kids in school uh, Amanda started coming up working with me at the church um, we started leading together more again and I think for us personally that has been really helpful because it we are just we're wired to work together and so when we didn't do it together it was actually harder than it is doing it together now even though there are lots of challenges of doing it together uh, I think in terms of our relationship our communication and our connection I feel like it's actually much stronger now as we're leading together because I believe that's how God wired us and that's our calling uh, as a couple is to lead together so maybe Amanda wants to talk about some of the challenges uh, that come with that. Well, I could list several. <laughs> One is dealing with me. I, yeah, dealing with you. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think another key thing to remember, to remind all of us, is not everybody is called to doing it together. That's a good point, Amanda. And sometimes we think that. Sometimes mm-hmm. we assume, oh, we need to look like Luke and Amanda, or right. like Ian and Val, or like Dave and Linda, or other couples that maybe minister together. But not everybody has That's that good call. Point, Amanda. And yeah. it is okay if you don't mm-hmm. have good, that Amanda. call. Some women are, are better fit doing other things and some men are better fit doing other things. And it's important that we acknowledge that and recognize the personal call that each couple or each individual within the couple has. For Luke and I, every prophetic word we've ever gotten, together, together, together. Yep. And I remember the day Luke came home from the office and he said to me, I really feel like this is a season for us and I need you in the office with me and I remember wrestling through that and processing it for years I thought that would be my dream and then I realized I don't know if this is if this is what I want to do and I had to take that to the Lord and say Lord is this my call is this what you have for me is this what you have for us and and my husband is saying this is this it this means sending the kids to school, no more homeschooling for us, and even the cost of working together. And it was a yes for us. Uh, But I think it's important to know that it's not always a yes for everybody. The tensions of that, people see us for who we really are working together. (laughs) They they see us, you know, when our guard is down with each other a little bit. Our staff always comments how much they love to watch us. I don't know if bicker is the right word, but... Um, be honest with each other Uh, but then at the same time uh, it's great that we can always be available to process something if we need to and we can 
um, create a safe place for each other to to work on stuff. Yeah, I, I think probably another dynamic with team ministry in a relationship is that it takes a lot of security yeah. uh, to let your spouse run in their lane and for you to run in your lane yes, and to I trust each other in true. that and to be okay, you know, if my wife's a better preacher, to be okay with that. Or, you know, Amanda's just a great communicator and I, I think it's fantastic and I want to be her biggest cheerleader. Um, and to know, like, what are some of my gifts and strategic thinking and planning and, you know, kind of dealing with some of those things and uh, learning how we work together and how we can bring the best of each of us into it. And then, you know, you have your take the trash out kind of roles that you play as well, where you just work together and get things done because they got to get done. But uh, I think it's really important to allow each other to run in your sweet spot as well. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And just being here again and seeing you and knowing you over time, I think that you do really well with that. I think you, you're really good at honoring each other. We just, we just were part of your lead track weekend. You, you just started here, which people listening might be interested in. Um, they're, they're doing a kind of a shortened version of what we, we have our AMP program in LifeLinks, and they're doing kind of it within their church. They call it lead track. And it's a six-month program with a couple of weekends and some uh, teaching days in between, right? And, you know, books and teaching. Anyway, my point is in saying all that, it, that was exciting to see that start. But just watching the two of you, watching the different uh, sessions that you both spoke and how you honored each other, I think it's really clear. And it's, it's, it's really cool, too, to watch your people and see how they respond to that. So I think you've done a... I, I can see mm -hmm. that, that that honor's there. What, what do you do with... Um, I'd be curious because I have to deal with the same thing. So ministry can bleed into every part of your life, right? I mean, you could be talking about it as a couple every day uh, in your personal life, at the office, at home, at night. What do you do about that? How do you try to separate those things? We struggle through that. <laughs> it's, it's not solved yet, Ian. Luke is better at it than I am which I know he would say, he can shut it off better than I can. Um, and he'll keep me accountable in that, honestly. And I have given him permission to that. He'll sometimes. say, sometimes I give him permission, that's true. He'll say, we're not talking about that right now. Or Amanda, how can I help you take your mind off of this? Or um, he'll, he'll do things to help even me stay a little less focused. Um, one thing that we always do, which we really felt from the Lord, is that we have to take a day off and, and that we actually have to be very disciplined in that. And we have to put guardrails around that day off, um, set up certain boundaries, like trying not to answer our phone, trying not to get pulled into work-related conversations. Um, really, We might need to process a few things just as husband and wife but trying to stay away from working. And I notice, just for me personally, when we don't get that day off or that time to just turn it off, we really do struggle. Another thing I think that, that we've done that Luke actually has been the champion of as well is he intentionally takes time with me every day to just be a husband and to just sit with me. Sometimes it's in the morning before the kids get up a cup of coffee, sometimes it's a walk. Sometimes it's even in the office, he'll come in and shut the door and just be a husband and just say, how's your heart? How are you doing today? That's really good. Is there anything you need to process? Luke is very good at just being a husband yeah. and not necessarily being co-pastors together. Yeah. 
I think another thing I try to keep in mind is as much as everything feels like an emergency, yeah, that's right. it generally isn't. And so uh, trying to discipline yourself not to always respond to everybody immediately. Um, you know, sometimes it's it can wait point. till morning. Yes. It can wait a couple hours, you know, and just try to be in moments and not be distracted in the moments. Um, we're not perfect at it, but that's one thing uh, we would work at. Yeah, we also put, you know, smartphones can be great for us and they can be really tough on us. That's right. And people have or yeah. feel like they have access to us at any moment. That's true. And so we try to keep our phones on silence, mm -hmm. actually, most of the time. Yeah. And then we set do not disturb times as well so that we can be focused on our kids, Very on good. family life, yeah. Yeah. Um, and in the evening so that we can not, not think about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually had to put my phone on silent because I was having anxiety attacks because it is just, it's dinging and beeping all yeah. day long. I don't know if anybody else has ever found that, but I just, I put it on silent yeah. and I'll check and yeah. see who's, you know, reaching out to me. But if I don't answer your call or text back immediately, it's probably because you're on silent and that's, I haven't checked yet. That's actually what I do. My, my phone is pretty much on silent yeah. all the time and I'm, I'm checking it frequently, obviously. But I, yeah, and, and you know, probably you're like this too. When you meet with people, mm -hmm. um, I'll often turn my phone upside down yes. so that, that they know, hey, you know what? He's not even going to look at the phone because that, I mean, this is a whole other topic, but that yeah. phone is not in the conversation. Right. Exactly. You are, the, you're the most important person right the now. the Mr. Rogers statement. You're the most important person to me because you're who I'm talking to wow, right now. That's, that's powerful. That was just mind, or life changing for us. That's a great. A tool to have. Yeah. I think the other thing we have to remember in working together is that we're husband and wife first. Yes. And and that is something that we have to just keep as a focus and a priority because we can be we can be co-pastors all day long, but the truth is is our primary um, ministry relationship is in that husband and wife relationship. And so first in my relationship with the Lord, and then with my husband, I have to keep that focused and as a priority and not let work or ministry get in the way of that. And so we always make sure we talk through things, we process as we need to, and we honor that husband and wife relationship. No, that's good. And I mean, just being here again with you last night, um, last couple days with your, with your family and you know, you do that with each other as husband and wife, you do that with your kids, you know, because you obviously recognize your parents yes. and that this is a small window. I can tell that. So one of the things they do, which is so fun, is we were all sitting around the table and we got to be part of it, yes. is that they go around with all their with their with their four daughters and they ask each one what was the good thing from today and what was the bad thing. And so they were all sharing the good and bad thing. And it was really, really great. And that's something you do all the time. So I it's think just another way to create an opportunity for all of us to process life. Sometimes we forget to process life together, and having that space around the table as much as we can is an opportunity for our daughters to say, "Here's something that was great, and we can celebrate." And then here's something that was tough, and let's talk about it together. And we'll even share some of the tough things about our day with, in reason. We won't give them all the details, but mm -hmm. let them see the reality of life. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so good. I think maybe for me, one other thing to mention here, uh, and I'll consider it a benefit of working together. Some people may not, but for me, a benefit of working together is that we have to work on our issues. Yeah. Like if we are <laughs> not true, 
daily resolving our issues, you know, working on our relationship and making sure we're in a healthy place. If we're not doing that, ministry is going to suffer and it'll be very obvious. Um, and so, like, I really appreciate it. And I think that it's really healthy and helpful for us. And some days it means are a little more difficult than others because you can't just compartmentalize it. I can't just go into the office and say, I'll worry about that when I get home right. because it's not <laughs> an option right for me, right? Um, but I think that's also really important. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, doing marriage counseling together. We like doing that still uh, with young couples who are getting married because we show up at marriage counseling, we're looking through what we're going to talk to them about, and we're like, how are we doing on this? Yes. And uh, it's just that daily accountability that uh, I don't want to be a fake or a phony when it comes to ministry. Absolutely. I want it to come out of a genuine overflow yeah, in really my good. personal relationships mm -hmm. and out of our relationship uh, as a husband and wife and mother and father in the church. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And, you know, again, just being with you during this short period of time, I can see that that's true and there's real fruit from that. And so I want to thank you both for sharing today we you know we sat down because i wanted to do this podcast and to be honest i didn't have a whole set of questions we just were going to see where it went i think it went the right direction um, some things for parents with their kids and thinking about how to incorporate their kids in ministry those are some really good tips and then just these tips about how to relate to one another working together or even if a couple isn't working together Absolutely. closely in ministry it's just how do you be a good husband how do you be a good wife how how can you work with your kids and keep that rhythm no matter what you're doing i think these are all very very good um, suggestions so what i wonder we always ask at the end is if our guests would pray for those listening um, just that god would help them so i'd like to hear from both of you if you Absolutely. both could pray mm -hmm. that would be fantastic sure thank you i'm gonna let amanda go first because I'll cover everything and then you'll just say amen. <laughs> I know you will. That's awesome. Yes, you do. Well, Jesus, I want to pray for anybody listening that might be struggling with knowing their call. Father, I, I pray that you would bring clarity. For those that feel called together but maybe aren't in that place yet, I pray that you would give them even patience in the waiting. I pray that you would give them hope. And I pray that you would give them opportunity. And if there's anything they need to process through as a husband and wife, I pray that you would give them the vulnerability to do that. And for those that might not have the same call, that might have different calls as husband and wife, God, I pray that you would help them not to compare or to feel any less, but to know exactly the call that they have. Father, I just pray for peace for them as well. Yes. Lord, I pray for every listener that they would know who they are called to be and not compare and try to look like anybody else, but look like who you created them to be. And Father, I also wanna pray for uh, parents in ministry. God, I pray that you would give them wisdom and guidance. I pray that you would help them to know the tension of making their kids a priority, but also honoring the call of God in their life. I pray that you would show them how to bring their kids along the journey and help the kids not to resent the ministry, but actually embrace it and mm -hmm. be on mission with, yes, their, with their parents. Mm -hmm. And Father, I pray for all of the marriages. I pray for vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I pray that each husband would be able to open doors for his wife that they they would be 
um, encouraging and letting them run the lane they've been called to run. And I pray for every wife that they would be able to encourage their husbands in their call and they would help their husbands run in the lane they were called to run. Yes, in. that's good. Father, mm-hmm. I just pray for vulnerability through the issues. We know ministry can be hard on marriages and I pray that the marriages listening would remember the priority mm, that they good. are husband and wife first. Mm. Father, we just bless all of the listeners. Yeah, and Lord, above all else, help us to live in your love, to embrace you as a father, uh, to know that you love us uh, with uh, just such an incredible love. And I just think of the prayer there in Ephesians about uh, being rooted and established in your love. And, uh, you know, just the whole idea of uh, we can hardly even grasp how deep and wide and how long and high is your love. But Lord, let it flow into us. Yes. Let it flow into us because we know that nothing... That mm-hmm. nothing can separate us from the love of God through Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, we need your love to flow in us uh, so that it can flow through us. Mm-hmm. Lord, that we might love one another as you have loved us, yes, that we Jesus. would give ourselves uh, for one another, that we would serve one another, that we would honor one another uh, above ourselves. Lord, we just thank you that uh, you've called us to live in loving, life-giving relationships. Yes, Lord, you, let Lord. that be our testimony. Yes, uh, let that be our ministry, Lord. Uh, we just thank you that the gospel looks so much better when it comes from people who love each other. Yes. And Lord, let that be who we are, mm-hmm. people who are just full of love, yes, that God. the gospel might shine bright and that people might see and know that Jesus came for them and that they can have hope in a future. Uh, Lord, we just pray uh, for your blessing Mm -hmm. on LifeLinks, on the pastors and leaders, and on uh, everybody who calls this church, uh, this network family. Lord, we just pray your grace upon them in Jesus' name. Amen. Boy, good prayers. Thank Mm -hmm. you both. That was wonderful. Pleasure to be here. And um, yeah, you know what? Future's bright. We're so Mm -hmm. glad you're part of the network. And everyone that's listening, you got to get to know Luke and Amanda. They are wonderful people. Uh, Make sure at camp, make sure at conference that you're saying hello because they're great to know. Anyway, thanks again for being on the podcast, both of you. Mm -hmm. It was fun. Thank you. Thanks for hosting us. And I would like to point out that I did not say anything questionable or inappropriate. We're very disciplined today. The Lord's grace was on us all. It was. It was an anointing. (laughs) I appreciate that. And all of you, thanks for listening. And just a quick note, if you want to subscribe to this podcast, you can do so on iTunes, you can do so on Podbean. Um, Also, if you would, share on social media about this because we'd love to get this out to more people in our network and even beyond so that they can respond and they can learn and receive from this content. Also, if you can rate it, that is very helpful. Rate it as long as you like it. If you don't like it, don't say anything, okay? Anyway, thanks again to you both for being on the podcast. And everyone else will see you soon. God bless. Yeah, Ian, could you close us with your Kermit the Frog voice? I think that would be a special closing. Uh, Maybe next time. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the LifeLinks Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at lifelinks.org.